0: and this is Light On, Light Through, Episode 30, Four Fallacies Rampant About Imus. Well, there's a lot of faulty reasoning being bandied around the media regarding Imus, his insult of the Rutgers women's basketball team, and his firing, which I think was much deserved. I'll talk about four of them in this episode episode of Light On Light Through. First, first fallacy. Why are people offended by Imus, but not by the same kind of language used in rap and hip-hop records and culture? Well, that's a poor analogy, I think. Rap and hip-hop make general statements, good, bad, insulting, whatever, about general classes of people in our society. In contrast, I misinsulted insulted real individuals, in fact, women who were not celebrities but players on a college basketball team. General insults, not specifically directed at you, can be easily ignored. But an attack on a real individual cannot, certainly not by that person. Here's an example. I'm a college professor. If someone says, College professors are liars. I can laugh that off, but if someone says on the radio, "You, Professor Levinson, are a liar," well, I can hardly walk away from that. Bottom line: there's a world of difference between a general insult and a targeted insult. Rapid social commentary and does not need to be restrained. What I mis said was personally insulting was personally damaging, and has no place in our media or our society. Fallacy number two. I misapologize to the Rutgers women. Why don't the Reverend Sharpton and Jackson apologize to the Duke lacrosse players who were wrongly accused of rape? Well, that's also not a very good analogy. Although Sharpton and Jackson do, I think, owe the lacrosse players an apology, the two situations are not really comparable. Sharpton and Jackson were commenting on an alleged crime, after all. What crime or anything of negative note occurred with the women's basketball team at Rutgers to warrant Imus's comment? The answer is none. In fact, These women were in the news because of a positive accomplishment doing well on the basketball courts. Imus' comment was thus worse than insulting. He attacked people who should have been praised and toasted, not insulted for their accomplishments. Fallacy number three. Why don't we go after other media celebrities who traffic in insult and Coulter, Rosie O'Donnell, take your pick. Now that Imus has been held to account. Well, this gets back to what I said in my response to the first fallacy that we talked about, the one regarding rap and hip-hop uh, and Imus's insults. Imus' insults were in a class by themselves. Ann Coulter goes after people who are already in the news about some kind of political or social matter. Her statements are often reprehensible, but they are directed against people who choose to enter the public arena. Now, her attacks on the widows of 9-11 were no doubt the worst of the many outrageous things she's done. The widows of 9-11, obviously and tragically, did not choose to be widows, but they did decide bravely to enter the public arena on post-9-11 issues. In contrast, Imus went after people who had not entered any arena except the basketball court. Meanwhile, as far as Rosie O'Donnell is concerned, her language also is either directed against other celebrities or to general classes of people, for example, her remark about the Chinese. Now, just to be clear, none of this excuses the language and behavior of Coulter and O'Donnell, but they are just not in the same league of blindsiding, personally directed insult as what Don Imus said. Fourth and final fallacy that we'll consider in this podcast. If you believe in freedom of speech and the First Amendment, how can you be happy about Imus taken off the air? Well, the answer to that is easy Imus' speech was not restrained, restricted, or fined by the FCC or any agency of government. In fact, he's still free to say whatever he likes. That is indeed his right under the First Amendment to our Constitution. But what Imus does not have a right to do is say whatever he pleases and be paid millions of dollars to say it, or be given access to a microphone that will broadcast those words to millions of people. That's not a right guaranteed or protected by the First Amendment. That's a simple commercial transaction between a media organization that may or may not want to hire Imus, and if they have hired him, continue him on the air. And I think this distinction is crucial. The First Amendment receives an almost daily beating by the Federal Communication Commission, and it's important to focus on that and oppose it. Bringing Imus into the picture only confuses that issue. In sum, I don't think our culture needs to change. Imus needed to go.
1: The Light on Light through podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no e's dot com.
0: And now a word from our new sponsor, Go to My PC. Communication theorists know that there are two kinds of information that we need to thrive in this world. One kind of information comes from the mass media, newspapers, radio, television. The other is information that we ourselves may create or write. Now, you can get the information on radio and television and the Internet just about anywhere. So, what do you do when you have some very valuable information that's on your home computer and you're out there traveling somewhere, maybe across town, across the country? Use PC, and you'll discover the power and freedom of the web. Try it free right now for 30 days with unlimited access. For this special offer, just visit go to forward slash podcast. That's go to mypc.com forward slash podcast.
2: You are listening to a Runaway Network
0: podcast
2: from RunawayNetwork.com.
0: Yes, indeed, and the LightOnLightThrough.com podcast is now proud to be part of two networks. The Blueberry Network, which is sweet, and the Runaway Network, which is very edgy. And in fact, you'll find a lot of sweet and edgy stuff in the LightOnLightThrough.com podcast. com Hey, and you know what that is, our flashes section. Now, truthfully, most of the news this week that I've been following has been about Imus, but there have been a few other stories. First, last week there was a little bit of a fracas over in Britain about some of the freed sailors, you know, the ones who the Iranians finally let go, the British sailors. And some Brits were angry about the fact that these sailors were selling their stories to the media. I see nothing wrong with that whatsoever. You know, the commerciality of media is a very good thing for the most part. Nothing is perfect. But the only other system of media control that's ever been devised in history that works is a system in which the government controls what goes on television, what goes on radio. In other words, the system that flourished in the former Soviet Union. We here in the West do it a little differently and a little better, I think. What we do is we say commercial interests run the media. And in order to do that, they have to pay money. They have to pay money to people to tell their stories you know, in the Soviet Union, if the government ordered you to tell your story, you told it. If you didn't, you could wind up in prison. And if you basically spoke at a turn, you could wind up in prison also. Again, we don't do things that way in the West. So, more power to these British brave people who are held hostage in Iran, and now that they're released, want to make a little money to help feed their families. Nothing wrong with that at all. Damn. Did you see the dust-up between Bill O'Reilly and Geraldo Rivera on O'Reilly's Factor on Fox last week? It was over a hit-and-run in which two women were killed, and the hit-and-run driver was a drunk person who also happened to be an illegal immigrant. O'Reilly thought that this was an indictment of our lax immigration policy which if it had been enforced would have prevented this person from having been in the United States and therefore behind the wheel in the first place. Geraldo thought the important factor was that this person was drunk and that sadly there are people who are killed by drunk drivers all the time and these drivers are not immigrants. Well, O'Reilly may have been technically right, but I think Geraldo had the greater sense of it. But that's not even what most people are talking about. They're talking about the fact that both men seem to have really lost their temper. People are saying it looked like O'Reilly was an inch before punching Rivera. You know what? I don't think that's what was going on at all. Both these guys are pros. They allow themselves to get angry, but they're still in control. And actually, on some level, they like that because they know full well it's good television. It attracts viewers. So don't fool yourself. Neither man really lost it or came even close to it. Or if they did, it was only in the very limited, controlled sense of losing yourself in front of a television camera where you know full well that the camera is on you. And you can see this clip, by the way, uh, on YouTube. Take a look at the end and see how quickly the two men made up. You know, if you really lose it in an argument, it takes a lot longer than a few seconds to recover and for O'Reilly to very nicely and sweetly ask Geraldo when his show's going to be on and that kind of thing. Hey, you know what? It's been a tough week, so I think we're going to... Wrap up this episode of Light On, Light Through with a really nice new song by James Harris from Scotland. And you may recall we played James's Tanya McCreary, Woman of My Dreams, here, oh, about a month or two ago. One of my favorite songs. This is something brand new. Uh, it's called Walking On Air. It's a home demo by James Harris. And there'll be more information about that on Light On, Light Through.
1: You came to me and set me free, swore I would never let you down. Now I don't know what to say And would it change a thing If I did anyway Cause in times like these I'm brought down to my knees Looking through old photographs of you I drift away When the darkness closes in I often find My memory flies To how we'd look in each other's eyes And feel like Chagall But painted us. In the sky And walking on air we'd fly Swear I've never felt so high Just two lovers Swimming In the sky In this desolate song I don't know where I belong When it seems that everything that can Has gone wrong When the darkness closes in I often find and feel like Chigal it painted us in the sky I'm walking on air we'd fly swear I've never felt so high just to love swimming in the sky I've always hated it saying goodbye so I choose to remember when we were just two carefree lovers Promo.
0: And you know what that is? Our promo section. And first and foremost, we have a promo for Mike thinks. The Great Mike Thinks Show. And you know, Mike, just as I am, is a great believer in the Constitution and in freedom of expression. So listen to Mike's recent show. He has a great piece about how freedom of expression, uh, freedom of speech, freedom to dress the way you please, should be respected in all places, should especially be respected in our school system. And by the way, you'll also find over on Blueberry.com a great interview with Mike on the interview show that I was interviewed on a few weeks ago, the Big Berry interview. So listen to that. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And we also have a promo for the continuing patio book of my novel, The Silk Code, as read by Sean Farrell and you'll find details on lightonlightthrough.com about how to access this free continuing series. The Patio Book is done one episode a week. It's really exciting. Sean is well into the novel now, so get over there and enjoy it. And by the way, if you have a chance, also check out Sean's other show, Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing, where he's soon going to be putting up the second part of his two-part interview with my good friend and author, Rob Sawyer. And in a few weeks, we'll have our interview with Rob Sawyer as well. So listen, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I enjoyed talking to you as always. I look forward to talking to you next week. In the meantime, sit back, relax, enjoy.
2: Check out the Mike Thinks Podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks Podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. From PatioBooks.com. The day started just like any other day, always does until I watched one of my closest friends die, right in my arms. Nothing I could do. But his death was a beginning, not an end. And now I've been thrust into a timeless conflict of pyromaniac insects and instant mummification, a war within our very genetic makeup. And when the powers of the ancient world collide with modern technology, no one is safe. Not me, and certainly not you. I'm Dr. Phil D'Amato, NYPD Forensics, and the only way to save myself is to solve the mystery of... The Silk Code. The locus Award-winning novel by Paul Levinson comes to life in this free podcast novel. Journey into the Ancient World witness the wonder of ages past, and join Phil D'Amato in a struggle against forces both ruthless and unseen, visit www.thesilkcode.blogspot.com to learn more about the author and the novel, and subscribe today at patiobooks.com. Join the battle, witness the wonder, or forever be victim to the awe and power of The Silk Code. Phil D'Amato is ready. Are you? Did you walk out of the Matrix and wonder if you're a battery in a jar? Did you walk out of Daredevil and wonder, what is it like to be a bat? Do you and your friends stay up at night debating good and evil in the Star Wars universe? Does the question of life, the universe, and everything intrigue you? Then open your mind and tune into the sci-fi show, thescifishow.com. And that's Fi with a P-H. Do you remember what he looked like?
1: Hey, this is Jake. I do a show called Just Not Right, the podcast. You can find it at notrightpodcast.com. It's funny, fresh, entertaining. I mean, sometimes I'll just take the mic and say, Hey, oh my, you look nice. You are wonderful. Thank you for listening. You are the best. Check it out. There's a segment called Letters from a Utah Nut. It's hilarious. I know you'll love it. I'm writing this letter in regards to your giant D sign located in front of your store. I want to climb it.
2: Please do not climb the sign. Would it be alright if everyone from our company just started singing? Although we enjoy our customers' enthusiasm for our product, it is strange and unusual for large parties to join in chorus in our lobby.
0: Is it okay for me to be using Windex as a cologne?
2: All S.C. Johnson products are extensively evaluated for toxicity and safety.
1: (laughs) Hilarious! NotRightPodcast.com See
2: you there. Punk Horror Podcast. Coming to you every other week from Punk Horror Press. Featuring The Punk and the Pastor, a movie review show featuring David Giannis and Stacey Campbell. And author red fiction, featuring the best in horror and punk fiction. Don't miss it! Subscribe now at ww.concord.com you just listen to is the opening piece of each and every two guys talking 24 an online radio talk show a podcast dedicated to the brilliance of the hit fox show 24 join brian and mike as they talk about the worst days of jack Bauer's life only at the two guys talking podcast network available at two guys talking that's the number two guys talking.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next time